So it's been about two weeks since our last podcast episode over at Tailgate Georgia. I suppose we picked a great time to take a well-deserved break. The dogs haven't played football since November, the basketball team was off for a week during finals, and the three of us have been hunkered down in our homes, studying the depth chart, recruiting rankings, (laughs) and bowl matchups. Not really. I felt like I needed to give a half-hearted excuse as to why we have not published any new episodes lately. But have no fear. We have this one, and we have another that we'll release the day after Christmas. So, on to the intro. I guess I'm a little bit out of practice. You're listening to episode 74 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined today, as usual, by my two co-hosts. We have Will Leach, who is a globe-trotting journalist, whose work can be found on sportsonearth.com, Bloomberg Politics, The New Yorker Magazine, and Sports Illustrated. And we also have Tony Waller. He's here, too. Just kidding. Tony, in case some of y'all aren't familiar, is the publisher of the long-running Georgia Sports Blog. And as for me, I'm just a videographer and, I guess, a digital publisher of podcasts. That sounds good. Anyway, the three of us are what makes up the WSLS podcast. And on today's show, we jump right into recruiting, which is not a real forte for any of us. However, our combined knowledge will certainly stack up for your listening pleasure, I suppose. And after the recruiting talk, we jump right into our previews of each and every SEC Bowl matchup, sans the Liberty Bowl and the College Football Playoff, which we'll save for our post-Christmas podcast. So, let's get right into it. Hope you enjoy episode 74. So we're back today. It's been two weeks since our last episode at Tailgate Georgia, and I hope uh, some of y'all have gotten by to shop there, uh, especially before Christmas. Um, Apparently, a lot of people are. Oh, Will, I, yeah, yeah, Will has an update. Yeah, I went by there, and they said that a lot of people have been coming by, Great. Uh, tossing out the show. I will say that the places uh, like still go, <laughs> but the place is picked over. When we <laughs> there went to the show, I, I saw like eight or nine things. I was like, oh, I am grabbing that, and so I dropped by there. Uh, I get my hair cut over because I'm fancy pants guy that gets a cut. Oh, at over the Republic. Republic, yeah. So well, hey, I got my last haircut at Republic. Lyric looks good. Is, lyric looks is good. awesome. Thank you. Lyric, lyric, you lyric cut your hair. Lyric Absolutely. cuts lyric my wife's best. hair, and he, lyric she is cut lyric hair. is the perpetual winner of the flagpole haircutter absolutely the year. i think they use the word haircutter but um mr haircut number two y'all go see pam <laughs> yeah. hey i've been going there number too. one i mean yeah. yeah mr haircut mr haircut and republic are great for men's haircuts yes. in town and the difference is about what 20 bucks maybe uh, probably a little 25 more, probably difference. A little more. yeah but uh um, but yeah but but not, I, not substantial yeah so but i dropped i've by. been going a while i got a really good price yeah. i'm Grand, probably great grandfather did. Well, and you have less yeah. to work. Well, on. no, they kept by the hair. Yeah, this <laughs> takes fifteen to twenty seconds. Um, so I went over there to go check in and see how they were doing. All the stuff and grab all the stuff I wanted to grab, but did not grab at our show. Did and you check out online. one of those baseballs they have? They were all sold out. That's what I'm saying. I specifically went to get the baseballs. The baseballs they have, they're like forty bucks, but they're probably some of the best baseballs that you could awesome. actually throw awesome. with. Oh yeah, they're great. They're great. That's specifically what I went there to get at stocking stuffers, and they were all gone. Right. So right. Well, speaking of stocking stuffers, I guess I'll use this as a segue. Um, it's big in recruiting right now, even though it's kind of a dead period. Is it a dead period? They can't make contact right now, Tony? Uh, yeah, I think, going that's, on. I think that's where we are. But George has gotten a lot Stuff's of big happening. recruiting news lately, both good and bad. But It was fine because you know we had discussed – I had several people ask me, not involved with uh, – I do this NFL show. A lot of people asked me, is Chubb – uh, coming out. Now, everyone, I think most people, to be honest, in the NFL world, thought that Sony was going to stay, yes. or that if he came back, it would be if he if he tried to go out, it might be a little hasty for right. him to do so. Right. But I think everyone was under the assumption that Chubb was going to go, 
I think we'll, as we as we discuss recruiting in a moment, I think there were a lot of people even involved in Georgia that thought he was going to go. <clears throat> but now that he's made the decision and now that we kind of know it, it does kind of feel right. Like it does kind of feel right that he's coming back. One of the many frustrating things about this season was the notion that he was – like other than the North Carolina game, mm-hmm. he was never Nick Chubb. He was never quite Nick Chubb. A lot of that was the offensive line's fault, obviously. Right. But you think about how – you know, remember in the wake of Todd Gurley, the like we were so spoiled. <laughs> we had Todd Gurley, this incredible running back who I watched in a very sad game in the Los Angeles Rams. Just what's happening with Todd Gurley is sad, and the Rams are a disaster. The Falcons got Jeff Fisher fired. Yeah, so I, I was at that game where the Falcons beat the oh, Rams. You were there? I was literally there at that game. Oh, when that's the, right. You're that was from your LA trip. The, the, when the when the Rams somehow fell behind seven to nothing despite receiving the kickoff ten seconds into the game, very bad yeah. sign. And so to watch what Gurley's kind of going through that is really kind of a shame. Remember how sad we were when Gurley's injuries happened right. and how sad we were, with all, we were all with that. And then all of a sudden, holy cow, here's a guy that's like Todd Gurley, but huge. <laughs> and it felt like we had this amazing guy. And then after the Tennessee game, he came back a little bit earlier this year. North Carolina was so exciting. But we never really quite saw the real Nick Chubb. This gives us an opportunity to see the real Nick Chubb one last time. Well, there are a couple points to take away from this. The fact that four guys who – at least two of which stand a legit shot of getting drafted in the top three rounds. Um, decided that, that's to stay. decent money nowadays. Right. Oh, right now, particularly when you're a running back and right. one snap ends everything. Exactly. Right. And you know, Chubb, you can make the argument that somebody could take a flyer on the Chubb in the second round. That's not too much. Absolutely, because he could blow the doors off of his workout. Right. Um, so you know, the fact that four guys are coming back for a senior year, two on offense, two on defense. Tells me a little bit about some of the stuff we talked about all season, which yep. is which is team leadership. Yep. Which, you know, let's. I, I still can't talk about Georgia Tech, but uh, you know that was something I think I felt was missing earlier in the season, particularly Ole Miss, um, probably oh, Nichols, yeah. probably Vanderbilt. So, three of those four guys coming back is not necessarily a surprise, although you, it makes you happy. But all four of them come back. All four of them basically sat down in a room, decided to yeah. do it together, didn't tell their teammates, didn't tell their coaches. By all accounts, this was a this was a decision. The four of them sat down and said, "Nah, this is not how this is not gonna be our legacy at UGA." And the fact of the matter is, is all four of them are putting a significant amount of money and personal gain on the table to come back and do this. And I think it says a lot about what they believe. And it helps kind of validate what Kirby's preaching. It, it completely validates what Kirby's because we preaching. Because we aren't privy to that information. Right. I mean, we have to right. assume and Certainly read. Certainly if what, Nick Chubb thought Kirby Smart was a terrible coach, oh, he's not coming yeah, back. Because Chubb is, is one of those yeah. guys you would hold with high regard. And like remember, we, there were times where like, did he, has he lost these guys? Well, yeah, so of on. course. And clearly. And remember Chubb, Chubb and Michelle sat down with, absolutely, with, with the offensive coordinator and said, hey, just give me a – Let's all get on the same page. Give me an idea of what our vision is here. Mm-hmm. So I think that speaks a lot about a lot of different things. Most importantly to me is where leadership is going to come from. We could be sitting after the – what's the fourth game of the season, um, whoever it is next year, and be like, what the <laughs> But today in, in December of 2016, it makes me feel really good. I mean, not to mention having the four of them back, particularly – Michelle and Chubb to run the football because I think there were times where we showed flashes of what I think we we want to become, mm-hmm. um, and I think having both of those guys back in another year in that system, who whosever system it is, <laughs> however that comes about or came about, um, I, that's that's huge to me. 
Well, and don't uh, shortchange Davin Bellamy and uh, Lorenzo Carter's uh, contribution on the defensive side. That's equally, I think I I misspoke. I should have said we had four or five star recruits, you know, because Bellamy and and Carter, even though Carter struggled a little bit this year, to have those two guys back as seniors, I mean, just really just being able to put all the other young guys, the D tackles and the other linebackers under their wings and say, boys, let's go get them. Yeah. You know, starting starting on game one up in South Bend, it's going to give them a huge advantage. Uh, going up to Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame's four and uh, seven, four and eight this year, they're still going to be dangerous starting next season. Yeah, and you know it's funny because they lost uh, what's his name, Malik. Uh, yeah, Zaire. Zaire uh, transferred out of there too. That's so, and that shows the dichotomy yeah. of how You're both right. all the players think about either Notre Dame or Georgia within the program. Now, George- it speaks to the worries that Notre Dame has with this program that Georgia, frankly, doesn't right now. And Georgia has had some people announce they're going to leave. Um, Rico McGraw probably being the most notable, at least in my mind. Is he going to go to North Texas with uh, Coach Eckerl? I don't. I don't. The that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, you know, Briscoe, Rico McGraw, and who was I can't remember who the other one is now. Who was going to? Who's already said they're leaving? Um, you know that, and that leads. Juwan, oh, okay, Briscoe. Yeah, yeah Juwan Briscoe. Uh, so that kind of leads to the the next question is what's that do for recruiting? Especially with Chubb and once you talk about the running back issue, yeah, well, let's not issue. But. Yeah, let, we'll, we'll start with the running back, and then I want to talk. Let's talk the old line guy. Yeah, so yeah, we're recording this on Monday the nineteenth. If you're listening to this later, um, you know the the news about Toniel Carter, Toniel Carter, not Toniel. <laughs> I've been trying not, really not hard Tony. not to say it. Um, kind of came out today. The rumors were flying this weekend that George had pulled their offer from him. There's actually conflicting reports whether we pulled the offer or just told him he can't early enroll. I'm of two minds about this. Now, first off, yeah, we have better guys than him, regardless of how good he is. I like to think that we did not pull his offer because that doesn't seem like uh, a very good it, it feels weird for us to do that for a guy who's the thing. My concern is is also, that you know, according to the family, by the way, it wasn't even Kirby that called. It wasn't Kirby that called. Right, it was right. The running back coach. It was running back coach. Not actually Kirby, which was. Don't I think be. they were particularly frustrated about. Right, it. and I think that had something to do with. It. I was just about to say, I think that oh, sorry, had something sorry, to do with it. Yeah, um, I think my bigger concern is is that in a way it feels like we're writing off Texas by doing this as a recruiting ground because... Wait, you're, oh, you're writing off? Yeah. yeah. that's going to anger some right, of the right. high school coaches? I mean, I mean, think about it. Uh, Ten years ago, Del McGee basically shut down Columbus for Georgia for five years because and, and now he's the running back coach. He mm-hmm. went out and recruited Tony O'Carter. But, um, you know, just because we mishandled one of his players. Um, so I, I hope, and maybe time will tell, we have a plan that there's a spot there um, that's opened up for early enrollment that that they feel very comfortable that's going to be um, taken up. Uh, you, we have to think it's a top flight wide receiver. Although I'm I'm not a recruiting maven. If you're a recruiting maven, feel free to yell a name at, the, at your radio phone or or computer. Are we in the radio? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. If you have Bluetooth. Um, so, but you know the, that's. Um, that's you mean speaking to the box. Uh, so well, well. If you if you think about it, once. Everybody thought, kind of last week, that Michelle and Chubb would have been stricken off the 2017 death chart. Uh-huh. Definitely, and like, then and then 100%. so yeah, yeah, after the injury, so it would yeah. make sense for someone like Carter to show up because all he's got in front of him is Harrion and Holyfield, who are kind of unproven. Harrion more is Holyfield more proven than Holyfield, right? Right. And then right. you got DeAndre Swift. Swift, yeah. And so that would be four, and that would seem like a really good number. Now, now Carter's sitting there looking at it, going, I mean, DeAndre DeAndre Swift's the number four rated running back in the country, and, and Carter's then you've got, six now. Carter's Carter's the real deal. 
Swift is four. But this no, I'm is saying. what Georgia has, though. I mean, this is the whole yeah, Georgia I mean, thing. But, but that's they okay. They get the four so, and the six guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, but that would be six really big studs in the backfield. And he might be just sitting there thinking like, gosh, I can go to Texas because uh, Deonda, what is the guy's name for Texas? Deon, Deonata. Yeah, I don't whatever know. His name is, yeah, the right. running back that's going to go to the NFL from <laughs> Freeman. Texas. Yeah. Thank I you. don't know how do you say it. It's like D-apostrophe yeah, O-N-T-A. Sure. There's a lot of apostrophes. Deonta. I don't know. Yeah, Deonta. Uh, he's going to the NFL. So let's follow up the bad news with some really good news. Well, very briefly, before I'm sorry. Put the bow on this. Wilson, Wilson, be brief. It is worth noting that as much as, to me, I have to say I kind of, and I mean no offense, uh, like I'm I'm down with what, to me it's been such, it's, regardless of this news, it's been a terrific week for Kirby and George, and we'll discuss another reason why in a moment. But last week, Seth, our, our pal, friend of the podcast, Seth Emerson, uh, did a breakdown of the scholarships available or Georgia before the Chubb news and said, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. They're going to be hitting that 85 number. And he kind of broke that down saying, we'll be curious to see what happens. They've got some, probably some tough decisions to make. So then Chubb and Sony say they're coming back. Awesome. But that puts an even tighter crunch on that. To me, that puts some credence and I think some credibility to the notion that they may have pulled the offer. And, and, like that's what they claim for the record in that in that th- in their interview they claim that that now again they're actually pretty the family is pretty cool about it because a they landed in Texas yeah, <laughs> like I mean, they landed yeah. in a good spot like it's not a terrible thing and also but they were not like we think George is a terrible program they did nothing like that they said listen we understand Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle are awesome we get it their major bone of contention was that Kirby didn't call that was actually their major but they understood the decision if that's why the decision was made. For me, I feel like it might still have been worth it for him to stay, even if this would have happened, unless they ran short on numbers and had no choice, which I think makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and so that gets us to our next thing. This offensive line class is looking to be spectacular, capped off by Isaiah Wilson from Brooklyn, New York. I guess Georgia's now New York's one trophy team. And uh, <laughs> yes. suck at Jim Delaney. And, um, you know, can you, get, can you get, can you get the SEC network on those New York city television? Yeah. Why not? Let's just, <laughs> let's put it on uh, channel one. So, I mean, right now we're sitting at five offensive linemen, four stars and above counting Juco guys. That's crazy. We haven't recruited lockdown offensive line in 10 years, 10 plus years. Franklin, the offensive lines looked like it, but you know, that's, uh, and, and this is not, I mean, Isaiah Wilson, he plays at Poly Prep. He lives in Brooklyn. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who is a once-in-a-lifetime player from the city of city of New York, right? right? And, and that Georgia went in and was truly competing with national brands. Well, this is the guy – this is who Alabama gets. This is right. No, this, who, that's right. right. I or mean, Michigan. Well, I mean, right. it, was, it came down to Alabama, Michigan, and Georgia. Okay. And I think Alabama fell out – I don't really know why, but they fell out according to the stories. We came down; it came down to Michigan and Georgia. So, if Kirby Smart's out recruiting John Harbaugh, it, that's that's or Jim or Jim or Jim, or Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. That's guy who brings his glove to a game. Look, look, look! He is a cornball man. He's so cornball. He's cornball, but, he's but awesome. he makes it work. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, his players love him. His oh, players yeah, would run through yeah. a brick is he going wall. To, is he going to L.A.? What's that? No, 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 no. no, no he no, is no. not going by the NFL. Not Who floated those rumors? Was that Ohio State? My, my guess is his agent. Is Tressel, Tressel going to be back? Sorry to interrupt you. God, I can't. Why? You know, oh, it's God. worth knowing, though, that like the stuff that Tressel went down for now seems kind of relatively tame. Oh, yeah. doesn't seem like a big deal anymore. I don't understand how you can be president of an NCAA institution but can't coach for one. 
Yeah, right. It's a reasonable question. It's a reasonable question. We can do both now. But anyway, yeah, um, like that, you're right. Bo that... has him in the championship game. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing catch. Go um, Penguins. But and you're right. Like that is what a win. Like I that is. My, I didn't take my ADD medicine today. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an open market win. Like that is yes, like a control yes, group win. Yes. There's no like inherent advantage they have with him. So what does he look like next to, uh, you know, your run of the mill Left tackle or right tackle? I mean, how how spectacular? Does okay, this guy... so putting putting he and John, like say Tyler Catalina, he and, he and John Theus side by side when they were both freshmen. He's two inches taller than John Theus and outweighs him by forty pounds. Wow. John Theus came in at six four. I'm sorry, six six. He was the heralded. Yeah, he was. A th- he essentially was a three year starter and is yeah. starting as a yeah. rookie for San Francisco. Now San Francisco has their own problems, <laughs> yeah, but, but, not, but I don't think it's his fault. It's not his fault. But we're not blaming him yet. Um, so, I mean, he is probably going to start at right tackle from day one. Yeah, I mean, so he he's is a right tackle next year. He's good enough to start at right tackle yeah. next year. I mean, you put him at right tackle because, frankly, there's a lot to learn right. technically that he's got to learn. It's a bit much to put a guy like that at left tackle he, game one. He fresh out of is he, is he like Trenton Sturdivant type talent? Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, I mean, he could play. He could play left tackle some next year as mm-hmm. a freshman, eighteen year old freshman. I mean, you a, can argue he's Joe Thomas Cleveland type. Yeah, I think that's like, right. Like, yeah, this is like yeah. he is, and to me, that's yeah. what's so impressive about getting him is not only that they got him, but it clearly shows. Like now we're getting the idea of the priorities, and the priorities are line, line, yeah. like, like clearly when you know how I, I much how much Kirby cares about the line, how much it must have killed it, him to watch this line this year. Else. Of course, which is again, what did we say when they hired Kirby? Make it like Alabama, make it like Alabama. That's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. and you know the I think the the takeaway from how things are going is that while it sucks for Carter, I think there are bigger issues at play. Maybe. Uh, the one thing that concerns me is, is Kirby didn't make the call. Yeah. That's a, in my mind, that's probably a learning thing yeah. because. Is that like breaking up with a girlfriend via text? It's, t- you, you can't do that. I and mean, to be fair, to be fair, this seems to happen all the time at programs all across the country. Whenever someone is rejected, which it seems that he was, I mean, there there's are, always some sort of what, like, this is getting back to your girlfriend analogy or boyfriend analogy. There's no there, right there's way seven, to break up. And plus, there's seven right. stories about why right. and how. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, I think it, to me, though, the takeaway is that this is what we want to hire. We're a program that processes four stars. Right. Yeah, I looked on the list and out of the, what, they have 14 plus three, they got about, what, 20 commitments. Right, 19. Okay, well, okay, 19 now, the, uh, yeah, Carter. Carter. Only three three stars yeah. out of that. Yeah. There's three five stars and fourteen four stars, according to ESPN. Yeah, you know their rankings or Scout yeah. or whoever I looked at, and then and then the average overall ranking is about three. I think every single big recruiting site, Bulldogs two four seven, is it twenty four seven or two four seven? I think it's twenty four seven. Whatever. Okay, it's going um, away soon. Yeah, ESPN and Rivals and Scout. I mean, Rivals has them at four, but the thing that I noticed, typically in years past when we've been talking about recruiting. George has been ranked eight, nine, maybe twelve, and you've got three or four SEC teams in front of you, and two of them are in the SEC East. But if you look, we're only behind Bama and OSU, kind of the Dallas Cowboys and New yeah. York Yankees the of top college two. football, right, exactly. And then, and then behind them, they've got Oklahoma, Texas A&M, who we will never play in our lifetime, even though they're in the SEC. <laughs> Not um, that old man. You got you got Ed Ogeron at LSU, which is no surprise. You got Michigan, Notre Dame. Tennessee and Clemson rounding out the top 10. There's no South Carolina. There's no Auburn. 
This know. was a great quote from SB Nation's recruiting site where they said basically Kirby is lapping mm. the SEC Eastern. I didn't see that. And that's a, I like that quote. Yeah, he's they're lapping the the SEC East. Yes, yes. Right. And but we're pacing we're pacing everybody but Alabama. Oh no, no, that's the point though. Is that like look, to me one of the more frustrating things in the last couple of years has been not that Georgia has underachieved. But this has been a time to take advantage of the SEC East, and they have exactly. not done so. Exactly. And so if you – I'm generally of the belief that as much as we want to compete with Alabama and you want to play Alabama, you need to dominate the SEC East first. And there is a window to do that. Like, no one is blowing it away. And there's like, still a window because Florida looked awful. Totally. I mean, like <laughs> – It's like our champion this year. Florida has won two straight SEC championships with teams that would have gotten wiped out by almost any other SEC champion, East championship going in. So, for me, that's the opportunity. Heck, this year, a couple things go one way or the other. This very frustrating Georgia team wins the SEC East this year. To me, that's what's exciting about this is it's one thing to be like, wow, we're third ahead of Michigan and ahead of Texas and all these places – but more to the point, they are way ahead of anyone in the SEC. Yeah, because uh, South Carolina is a surprising 16th yeah. in their overall Florida? ratings. And Florida's 20th. Yeah, see, that's what I mean, man. Where's, where's Tennessee? Tennessee's ninth. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Tennessee's is, is Georgia closer. Tech's not even listed. I couldn't even find them. <laughs> that's, they're probably Which, Robert, never again. Did you see – did y'all see how, what Nick Chubb referenced? How yes, he course. saw Georgia Tech tearing up the hedges? Oh, yeah, of course. Thank yes. you. I think it validated our episode 72. By the, it by the way, our, you guys and devalidated me. By the way, our friends, our friends that said, it's just a plant. Shut up when I said, well, it's just a car. Let's, uh, yeah, let's just take it, like let's take it back to – let's take it back to the Ramblin' Rack. It's just exactly. a car. It's just a car. It's just a car. So, Although, I will say, now that it's kind of simmered down a little bit, you know, it's been three, four weeks, my neighbor, who does my yard, has a landscape company in Athens, in the shade landscape, shout awesome. out to, shout Colby. Out to Colby. Colby, you should call Colby, Colby is awesome, definitely, Colby Huff, um, you know Colby, <laughs> this, of course it is, this Col- awesome. Colby's does Colby deliver? Um, what, his uh, lawnmowers to your house? Yes, yes he will deliver <laughs> okay. his lawnmowers to your house, yeah, um, but anyway, I was, I, was, by drone. <laughs> I was talking to Colby, <laughs> I was over at uh, the Pine, talking mm-hmm. to Colby, and he said, because I was talking about the, the hedges being ripped up, and I was all upset. And he's like, dude, those things will grow back by midnight tonight. <laughs> he's like, those things are as hardy as they you get. You shut up with your facts. <laughs> Come on, Colby, I'm mad now. <laughs> I know. He's like, they'll be fine. You know. So, all right. Well, we probably talked about recruiting more than we have uh, to the rest of the season. But it's important. wrap up good times. Like, it's honestly, like, yeah. it's been an awesome week of Georgia football. For all the talk, the last podcast we did, we were at tailgate and i was like grousing about the people that were like well i just want them to lose the bowl oh, game yeah. if you've got Sorry, that kind that, of negativity uh-uh. now because nick chubb doesn't have that negative yeah negative exactly negative. like no one else has that you are just in your little sad corner when you're doing that so dumb so go away yeah so, so now we're gonna talk about something something bowl, else bowl games we're talking about bowl games Let's talk about SC, i think we should talk about sec bowl games yeah and because because oh, obviously we're gonna do our big uh, Liberty Bowl. Is there a pick'em contest for SEC bowl games or anything? No, yet? I didn't. I didn't do It'd one be because I suck. Are and you going to fire it up? Uh, I don't know. I guess offer it for just SEC. I mean, I guess I could well, just select. I'll look. If we do, I, I'll let you know. Well, since I did bring up the pick'em, yeah. we did have an overall winner, and they'll win oh. the grand prize of getting mentioned on episode seventy-four of our okay. podcast. Sweet. Um, and I'm I'm very happy to mention this. I don't know this person, but I like their handle UGA fan. Sweet. At least very it's, appropriate. This is not. Cock in town or something. It's not UGA fan thirty six. Like this is the first person to get there. Yeah, UGA yeah, fan. UGA fan. And then uh, second place was was dog gone dog. All right, cool. 
Third place was George Monkey, my favorite name of the of anybody that had <laughs> entered. And George Will Leach finished fifteenth. Fifteenth, that's not bad. I don't know what you finished, but I finished seventy ninth. I did. I'll not, take fifteenth. I, I did. I finished below Will now ahead of you. I'm I mean, yeah. very comfortable with fifteenth. Fifteenth, yeah. that's very respectable. No yeah, you're you're a whole lot better than me because, as I would always correct myself, I would never put confidence picks in. I would just yeah. list them as we talked about on the podcast. I mean, that's and an leave excellent it. way to lose. It yeah. is actually a good way to lose. <laughs> it really is. And Tony, <laughs> c- congratulations. We're not. We, uh, we with haven't done anything football. yet, other than other than just got Tony to the championship out game. of a fourteen man and, and woman league of fantasy football. And my, Will, my, my, Will's my twenty five. Well, I, I will l- let me let me yeah, acquiesce to you. Of course. Yeah, this thing is the We Are Searching for Bliss League that was founded in nineteen ninety eight at when I was a associate editor at the Sporting News. Um, and it's been running every year. I write a dopey weekly newsletter. You guys are getting the lighter version of the newsletter. Back in like 2002. When you had time? Yeah, back in 2002, I wrote like 2,000 word confessionals <laughs> in that newsletter. Now it is just me making the picks, but I still have to do it every week. But I I famously have never won this league, even though I work a lot. I, it's my league. And this year, Tony, kind of coming in year two, correct? This one. Is, year one. This year, is yeah. first year, damn. Um, I let you down, I feel like. Well, well, the last week of the season, you played Tony, right. and Tony knocked us both out of the playoffs. Right. Yeah, so it's funny. If if Scott beats me, both of you make the playoffs. Yes. Right. And, and, it, and No, uh, he would have been oh, out. Oh, I would have been, been out. So we had like a pretty late in the game. Monday night game. Was it the Monday night Sunday? Yeah, it was a Monday night game. Oh, a touchdown was, pass to yeah, Le- Garrett Blunt. Yeah, that's right. A touchdown pass to Garrett Blunt. Uh Swung the whole thing. Uh, it was basically a, t- a ten well, point swing. It was against the Ravens. It was the Patriots yeah. Ravens, and yeah, I had the Patriots Ravens. defense and those two muffed kicks. Yeah. yeah, and that safety helped you a ton because yes. safeties yeah. are worth a lot. Really. It yeah. did, and then but then the two muffed kicks, the yeah. punt. But I had I had blind catch a yeah, touchdown whatever. pass. It, it was just a huge it, it was disastrous. it was frustrating. So yeah, so but I was, was awesome. though I was getting mocked by your children <laughs> all year for having such a bad team because I started you one started and five. Terrible. Yeah, and I but you were right. You said Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. I said Le'Veon Bell's going to get me going. That was always my I just needed to win one more of those first games, right. and I didn't quite. Make it, it was purely luck. I I, I drafted Ezekiel Elliott, and he's he's had a yeah. very very he's been good pretty season. awesome. He's been pretty. And awesome. also picked up Miami, and they have been yeah. ridiculous on defense. Is this a keepers league? No, it is not a keepers. Sorry, Damn Tony. It. I've offered so, every year to do keepers, and no one wants to do keepers. No one wants to do keepers. I don't blame you. Yeah, let's I, do keepers. Because you know, I, I, this is the last fantasy football thing we'll discuss. But I have, a, I have a keeper like I've been doing since my freshman year of college at the University of Illinois in 1993, and we drafted in August 1993. So you, still have, Don, you still have Dante Culpepper? Uh, well, I could. He still has uh, Jeff George. My, you, uh, you, because I, my first three picks were Barry Foster. Mm. <laughs> Troy Aikman and the Phoenix Cardinals defense. Oh wow! Right before I realized how you don't know, draft defenses, or not. but we keep twelve guys every year, which means I had Randy Moss his entire career. Oh wow! I had Tony Gonzalez his entire career. I had Anquan Baldwin Dalton till last year. I finally waived him his entire career. So that league is really fun. But I never won that one either. Yeah, well. So, but um, so yeah, I have no idea who we who I play this this week, but I'm I'm pretty fired up about yeah. considering. And you were dominant in your semifinal game, so. Yeah. All right, so let's make some bowl picks in the SEC. <clears throat> what do you say, Scott? Yeah, let's do it. So let's start with the St. Petersburg Bowl, which has an interesting 5-7 and seven Mississippi State team. Who got in on APR. Yeah. <laughs> Who got in yes. on APR. Let's just all absorb that. And can you, can that you just explain that to us and so, why Northwestern or some other smart school, sorry, Mississippi State, is it in over Mississippi State? Well, it's worth knowing that, like, just I know this will seem like a strange thing, but by just by being in the SEC, by definition, you're going to be above a lot of the lower 
group of five type teams because even though we might all mock Mississippi <clears throat> State, compared yep. to a lot of those smaller schools, there is in fact a generally higher level of standardized testing and scoring on, that you're going to do there because and the there are also greater resources for efforts on behalf of without question. So yeah. like because of that, it's, it's always listen. The world is. You know, stacked for the rich people. I think everybody knows this. And so I hope that wasn't too communist or partisan for everyone. But clearly the rich people do great. It is for me. Yeah, the rich people do great. And the smaller people, uh, the the less rich people don't do as well. So uh, because of that, even though we might all mock Mississippi State, I think with a considerable amount of justification, they're still going to be above like a – even your average MAC team. This is going to be five and seven. Also, there were not a ton of five and seven teams this year. Right. I think if you looked at it, there were actually fewer than you usually imagine seeing. So, so if Minnesota had not gone to the Holiday Bowl, could Mississippi State said, we'll go there and then send Northern Illinois down to the St. Peter's? I don't think so. I think they were locked in. Yeah. They were locked in. But Northern yeah. Illinois was next. Mm. It's funny because remember last year, Illinois at five and seven was left out. They picked the wrong year to go five and seven. They picked the wrong year to go five and seven because this is the year they would have made it. <laughs> last year, they got cut out. Why did they get cut out? Georgia because Georgia State. State beat Georgia Southern <laughs> like a 25-point underdog uh, in the last game of the year. And I will say, no offense to Georgia State. I've been to Georgia State games. I'm excited to see them at the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is where they'll be playing until they eventually play at Turner Field. Uh, I enjoy seeing their games. I suspect that bowl would have rather had Illinois. That would have been like 300 oh, yeah. fans rather than like a, like 74. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Th- this used to be the Beef O'Brady Bowl, which, yes. contrary to belief, is not an Irish porn star. Yeah. It's There's actually a Beef O'Brady's a... here in Athens. Oh, yes, there is. It's pretty good. It's, I... it's surprisingly good. I'm going to need you to cut your mic off. It's, yeah. close, it's close to my house. So it's that's why it's close can I, to... Can I, can I make a statement? This is the last thing I'll say. I know we're off topic. But one of the many frustrating things for me, my son, William, uh, when he was in the Midwest, went to the Buffalo Wild Wings with Brian Leach, my father. And they had a terrific time. They watched the Big Ten tournament all day. They ate a bunch of food. They gave him those little like fun kids games that you can play sure. next to there. They had a great time. And so William is now is obsessed with Buffalo Wild Wings. Thank God he there's will, not one here. And he was this one not to say. He was he goes to a Georgia basketball game and they have ads for Buffalo Wild Wings everywhere. He's like, Well, I can't wait to go to one. And there is in fact no Buffalo Wild Wings. There's a Buffaloes. Yeah, but it is not I spy you don't like Buffalo Wings. I will take Buffalo Wild Wings over over Locos? No. It's crazy talk. Locos is... The food is terrible You are Locos. wrong. I guess we won't be doing our podcast from <laughs> One Locos. One of the things that I've been soon. trying to find is just a sports bar in this town. Oh, yeah. No, and it's that, that part. There used to be to one over yeah. where Panera Bread is now. I forget the name of it, yeah. but there used to be one. It's, I agree with, I agree with you about that. And between to... the Hedges used to be there downtown. Yeah, I mean, and I for guess... For me, a Buffalo Wild Wings, whatever your thoughts about the yeah. foods, I don't think it's terrific, but it is a place devoted but the blind, to being the blind a sports pig bar. Is, is close. Blind Pig, but Bevo Brady's has like 25 televisions. Yeah, see, I went in there, and that was the problem, the problem with that place, because I, I had the same thought. It's a little bit overkill, but... Yeah, and, well, you walk in there, first off, the problem is... is it's it, small. It's small, it's entirely enclosed, so, like, it's dark... It's in a shopping center. It's in a shopping center. Like, I think there is a good Beef O'Brady's out there somewhere. Right. I'm not sure that is the, that. In the fact, that the little O'Brady's. pork tacos are really good, Tony. Yeah. I'm, I'm, good. I'm anyway, skeptical of that. Mississippi State's playing Ohio. Right. Miami of. Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio. Another MAC team. Yes. Take the Dolphins. <laughs> or the Red Hawks, whatever they're called they're now. The Red Hawks. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking Mississippi State in this game. Actually, I feel like this is. The the fact that they showed up, like we'll we'll get into this. Uh, we can talk about this later. But poor Mississippi, man. 
Like what happened to <laughs> them this not, year? Not poor Mississippi. Listen, we, no, this, I know what he's saying. They're becoming more and more unlikable every I get, year. I get what he's saying. Like this was they went from being wow they might be the second best team in the SEC West and maybe the second best team in the SEC to losing to Mississippi. If, State if somebody would have told you after that first half of the Ole Miss Georgia game, like one of these teams is not going to make a bowl this year, and yeah, one is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, which one? And, so and so for me, the fact that they could do that to Mississippi in that game makes me want to pick Mississippi State. I get that. I, I think Mississippi State's going to win. I mean, how could you pick a MAC team? Um, Camping World Independence Bowl, my man Kyle. First thing, spell independence. I don't. I don't know how. I don't have my glasses. Uh, on. Okay, I'm not looking. Independence. I N D E P E N D. E-N-C-E. Okay, see, I always put an A. Oh, okay. Dance. I spell it dance. I spell it wrong oh, every okay. time. Okay. Even on also, spell check, I'm like, no, this is right. It, restaurant it, is that word for me. It has that yeah. one yeah. word. I have a hard time with that word. Yeah, so uh, the Wolfpack of NC State faces off of Derek Mason, who's got to you know, get ready for the playoffs, potentially with the Titans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and Vanderbilt. That's my, that's my favorite joke. It is my favorite. I think Vanderbilt houses that. I agree, really? man. Vanderbilt's yeah. nice. But like, yeah. The way they were kind of coming together, I know that we love to make fun of Tennessee, but Vanderbilt was kind of coming together a Look, little the, bit. Look, the Georgia win was a fluke. They whipped Tennessee. But they got <laughs> they better. They like, yeah, if, they, if they'd have played the way against Georgia, the way they played against Tennessee, oh. that might have been like a legitimate, oh, my God, the sky is falling loss because they would have beat. <laughs> they would have housed us. I think they do that. I Shout out to Kyle McGinnis. Is, is NC State the most underwhelming ACC team ever? I mean, they're just kind of like the soft underbelly of the ACC. They've never really done anything. They are. I don't mean to pick fights with NC State fans, but I'm not sure there are many. I mean, they're just kind of forgotten. you got UNC and Duke in basketball. You've got UNC and Clemson in football. I mean, the best just, the best NC State football player of all time transferred to Wisconsin. And then, yeah, and then, <laughs> right. And then Philip Rivers, and that's it. Yeah. And Jim Donnan, and that's it. Who played yeah. tennis there? Yeah. Send your angry letters. I, don't know. I was trying to. I was trying to get all the NC State that's fans. Add Chihuahua Films. That's right. That's right. J A W A V I Films. Um, all right, the Texas Bowl features <laughs> a Big Twelve matchup. Yes, uh, Texas A and M Kansas. The Advocare. V100 Bowl, or as you listen to the Solid Verbal podcast, uh, they're going to make it very clear. I assume they got some sort of letter yes. that Advocare <laughs> is not a pyramid scheme. Yes. <laughs> Do not think that right. it is a pyramid scheme because I think they made a joke about that last year and they were very careful. <laughs> you to buy know these vitamins, then this guy, or oh, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yes. It's multi level marketing. Don't you yeah. understand? Under, you have to understand capitalism. Yeah, right. Texas Bowl, I will always have a soft spot in my heart for the Texas Bowl because I watched, again, my Illini yeah. house. Yeah. Robert Griffin the third and yes. Baylor right before the year before they won the he won the Heisman Trophy and made Baylor into what it was until this year. Um, that, that one of my favorite bowl experiences I've ever had. Illinois <clears throat> destroyed them in really the last game of the Ron Zocara. We've yeah. talked about three bowl games so far, and he's brought up Illinois in two of those bowl games. And Illinois me, is not right? going. I was going to bring up that game because I, I worked at Illinois. <laughs> that then, game so. was awesome. Yeah, it was a great. Game it's a great ball awesome. game. So, so who's going to win versus uh, Texas A&M and KSU? You know, uh, this is this is a battle between two really interesting philosophies, right? I mean, one of them is low and slow. Yeah, from that's Bill right. Snyder. I mean, you know, Snyder's Snyder's philosophy is very much like how he you know leaves to go to the the early buffet. You go ahead and leave at three thirty because you can't rush there. You know, the Buick's gonna be hard to start, but once the Buick gets started, it's gonna roll. And the next thing you know, you're going on your third trip because. They just put out fresh sirloin. Yeah. 
I think I think Kansas State wins. I can't joke about that anymore. I have two small children. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm roughly running into Bill Snyder. I own I own a minivan. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I feel like outright no I, no loan. I always want Kansas State to take advantage of a team like Texas A and M. I keep waiting for it to happen this year, and other than maybe Baylor, it never really did. So I will take Texas A and M superior talent. Um, is the transfer from Oklahoma Trevor Knight? Is Trevor Knight playing in this game? I don't even know if Trevor Knight's a thing. I just made that name up. No, Trevor Knight's the quarterback. Oh, oh wow. I nailed it. Yeah, he um, was hurt, and then he's coming. I guess if he's Trevor, playing. Trevor Knight is my favorite guy at Medieval Times Restaurant. I love Trevor <laughs> yes. Knight. Okay, yeah, well, in that excited. case, I'm going to go with a and cheer for Trevor Knight. <laughs> even, though, even though this is a Big 12 matchup. I'd love to raise my mead to I'm Trevor gonna, Knight. All right, let's move on. <laughs> A&M. Not, not that anybody cares, but uh, A&M's going to win. Now, the Will Muschamp versus Charlie's, future Charlie Strong Bowl. Uh, South Carolina and Central, not Central, South Florida. South Carolina. I swear off picking teams that lost their coach. I ain't doing it again. That's yeah. right. Did Did you make that point on Twitter? Yes, because I yes, because I picked Houston. Yes, and they got housed by San Diego State. Yes, and we're clearly like not into it. Yeah, they were utterly yeah. like, "What are we doing here?" I don't even understand. I don't even want was, to row. Was it. Major, I don't want to run the boat. Was Applewhite coaching? Yeah, I'm sure he was, yeah. but not yeah, well. Not, I think he was like ha- he, again. A lot of t- those times they have like one foot in and one foot out, yeah. and yeah, so they were done. I'm picking. I, I, I agree Carolina. with you as well. So, so uh, good job, uh, Agent Muschamp, uh, pulling out the Birmingham Bowl win. Do you think it's an ugly win, or do you think South Carolina makes a statement and said, "Hey, look out for us next year"? I think it's an ugly win. I think that is their statement. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll take both you, of those. If you take us lightly, we will defeat you in completely un, <laughs> un we'll, fast to watch in a future. We'll, we'll put season. a nineteen five on you. Yes. Now this is an interesting game. The Belk Bowl is uh, Burt versus uh, Virginia Tech. <laughs> this is actually is really interesting. That's Virginia watch, Tech. Very watchable. Virginia Tech was a really interesting team to watch. They they just they, we we kind of got. Away from them after the the game in Bristol, mm-hmm. where they just looked well, like they were going to do great, and then Tennessee scored like seventy five unanswered points and started their historic season. Their historic season, they eight and four historic season. Yeah, they had done that a long time. And um, yeah, insert 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 your own Bush Jones joke here. Uh, having said that, Arkansas did not look good the last couple nope. of games of the season. They just looked. Disorganized in a very non-November way for Arkansas. It's almost like Burt went on a hot streak on the tables and then got kind of you know crapped out on the yeah, crap table and, and he started like he's, he's making dumb bets. He's, he's ordered like, too many drinks. Yeah, and, he put a hundy on the four way. What are you gonna do? I mean, <laughs> I, that's something I read on the internet. That's not I don't know. <laughs> I, um, I understand. So let's pick Virginia Tech. Yeah, I I'll, will always bet on the first year very talented coach trying to build something in a ball game. So I will take Justin Fuente and Virginia. I think Virginia Tech I is going to win Tech. as well. So you're taking Nebraska in our next game, then, right? <laughs> yeah, the Music City Bowl features the teams of the 90s, Nebraska and Tennessee. <laughs> Take Nebraska. To me, the most uh, Tennessee thing would be to, to win this oh. game and just feel awesome about it. Like, yeah, this was the <laughs> No, Tennessee's really back we now, y'all. Yeah. That's this time we're back. <laughs> See, guys, come on. You guys call me a Yankee, man. Dude, I'm, I'm learning. learning. I'm I like learning. the way you're thinking. I think that might actually happen. <laughs> that would be the most in the season. So are you thinking like like a last-second no, touchdown type I, thing or blow doors no, type I think thing? They, no, I think they win by like 17, uh-huh. and they're like, here we go, toot, toot, here we're off, and then 
and then we'll see. I, I do have a question. I just two, noticed. Two, off, I just way. noticed. I that's yeah. That's the thing. Right. I just noticed Tennessee is ranked twenty first. Yeah, I just they're, they're, they're ranked twenty first, eight and four. Yeah, Georgia finished ten and two last, ten and three last year, unranked. Yeah. Conspiracy man. No, Auburn, it's not Auburn's fourteenth, but and eight it's and just utterly about narrative. Right. Right, 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 people who latched on to Tennessee in August and never let go of them, despite them losing games, they had no business losing. Okay, so I have a question. I don't expect for you to know the answer. When we were preseason number one in uh-huh. two thousand eight, uh-huh. and we had a disappointing year, were we ranked with a terrible record at the end of that year? And I don't expect record? you to know. I don't. I don't. In two thousand seven. In two thousand eight. Remember, we were. Pre-season oh yeah, we were. One. I think we we're ranked in the season. So the, maybe that's the, what it is. Twenties, but we weren't. We weren't eight and four. Well, I remember we beat. I think Georgia Southern in the first game of that year we dropped. Yeah, I remember that. And it's like, okay, well, thanks for the number one preseason <laughs> ranking. Yeah, I don't think we dropped, but you know, whatever. But anyway, I was just I was wondering if it was consistent with how we were the Tennessee or the you know the the team du jour in two thousand eight. I still have the Sports Illustrated uh, cover with uh, Stafford and LRB and somebody else on it. Well, you know, this is actually a good point to remember when you talk about narrative in Tennessee. Uh, this reminds me of what we just talked about Virginia Tech. Yeah, we ended up ranked tenth. We were ten and three. Okay. Like, narrative does matter. These bowl games matter. They don't matter. But they do matter in, hey, this is a team on the rise. This is a team that's on its way up. Virginia Tech is a perfect example of that. A team with a first-year coach. After a long-time coach, who was kind of, kind of things hadn't worked out for him at the end. If he wins this bowl game, that's a top 15 team next year. Yeah, that's of how they these are. things work. Yeah, and so for me, that's well. Well, in the next podcast, we'll preview the Georgia game. But I feel like that's a reason to win these games. Yeah. So you think Tennessee's going to win? Uh, I do. All of Nebraska. You? Okay. There I'm taking Tennessee, and, and I think my logic here is air. I like no, your, logic. your your logic is air top, but I'm not changing my pick. <laughs> All right, uh, Citrus Bowl, the LSU. Buffalo Wild Wings Citrus Bowl. LSU, yeah, the Buffalo. There you or go. Or the Locos Citrus Bowl. <laughs> so do you think uh, Bobby Petrino has gotten Ed Ogeron's uh, play sheet, or would he fight him <laughs> to the death for that? Ed Ogeron doesn't have a play sheet. Are you kidding me? He trolls up plays in so, the dirt. So who's suspended for Louisville for getting Wake Forest's uh, radio <laughs> announcer's uh, Call at midnight and got his. Can we say how truck. happy we are with the name Wakey Leaks? Like that is like that's the first time I was like, oh yes, that finally someone didn't call it Playgate or something. Right, right. Like Wakey Leaks is perfect. I'm so right. glad that Wake Forest is the team that had this happen. Right. It's kind of amazing. Just to have a side note on this story, it's really kind of wild that the radio announcer got turned over for a job, tur- turned down for yeah. a job, right. yeah. and basically decided. I've got the long con. I've got the long play on this. And for I have to say, if he hadn't got greedy at the end, which is what always gets me. Did he want money? No, he just wanted the new administration to fail. And huh. for, it was working. I don't know if the administration was failing, but clearly for more than a year. I mean, it's Wake Forest. Yeah. Is it so just going to fail? This, right. Or as as uh, as uh, Dan Rubenstein mentioned on the Solid Verbal podcast, it's not so much that like getting Wake Forest's playbook is valuable as much as not losing to Wake Forest is very valuable. And they were losing twelve to nothing in that <laughs> yeah. game. And for what's worth, this is Wake Forest is a bowl game. This yeah. is not nothing, not for nothing for yeah. Wake Forest to be in a bowl game. I'll also remind you that it's possible that Frank Beamer had the playbook in the zero zero game. The arms raised. Yes. Zero into overtime game. All right, Citrus Bowl, LSU, Louisville. What do you think? I like. Louisville in this game. I, I feel like this is uh, one of my favorite things that happens with general with sports teams, particularly in college, is after they've made a commitment to a new coach 
They play a game that's generally meaningless, but you realize, oh, wow. Should wait, we have done that? Maybe we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> this reeks of that slash Lamar Jackson having a pretty awesome final game. So I'll take Louisville. If it was anybody but Ed Ogeron, I'd buy that. But I got to take LSU. Also, there's a little Heisman letdown thing going. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, he, th- the last month he was not great. Yeah. I hate Bobby Petrino, and I would never pull for him in anything, so I'm going to pick LSU. That's as simple as that. Fair enough. That's good logic. Um, all right. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Kentucky and Georgia Tech. C-A-T-T, cats, cats, cats. I spelled with two T's, didn't I? C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats. <laughs> you know, I've always wondered why everybody hates Georgia Tech so much. For the, since and now you know. Here, and now I know. Uh, so I'm sorry you had to feel it. Yeah, Kentucky. Why would I ever pick against Kentucky. The good news is there's not shrubs there. I, mean, I do miss that little boomlet for a while when everyone thought Kentucky had a chance to win the SEC East. That was a fun little that like, was fun. week and a half. It was precious. That was happening. It was precious. Good for them. But Kentucky's going to have a month to prepare for Paul Johnson. You know, Kirby, I'm going to say maybe just Kirby just didn't have – he needed another couple days. No, he I'm had – okay, I'm going to make Hold excuses. up. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give Stoops a piece of advice here. Stoops? Oh, that Stoops. That's Leave that's Brian Stoops. Van Gorder <laughs> out of Lexington. Yes. <laughs> And I thought you needed to give Bob Soup's advice for what's gone down this week. Never mind. No. Um, no, Mikey. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Um, all right. So Outback, Florida, and Iowa. <laughs> what a boring game. Seriously, it is hard. <laughs> this is You could not have picked. If, what this would is, you rather watch on a holiday weekend than Florida and Iowa? Like the only <laughs> thing that is worse than this game, to hark back to earlier conversation, is Florida and Iowa playing next year in this game? <laughs> Which is okay because I always thought the Georgia Nebraska game was actually very dull the first time we saw it. Yeah, it was dull the second time. Imagine this game actually happening twice. So <laughs> I, I will take Florida in this game uh, just because yeah. Iowa is just uh, it's Iowa. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'll take Florida. I don't like, like it at all. Thirteen nine. Yeah, just, a thirteen nine yeah. blowout. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Iowa kicks a late field goal because that's what Kurt Friends does. Yeah. It's 13 6, two minutes left, uh, fourth down, full timeouts. Yeah. And, I think, and he kicks field goal. <laughs> didn't Tennessee. After putting on third down earlier. Didn't Tennessee play Iowa in a bowl game last year or two years ago and just housed them? No, Iowa was Stanford last year. Iowa okay, so two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, two years ago, Tennessee drilled Iowa. Yeah. So hey, I'm going to go with Florida. Now we talked about Stanford. What do you guys think of the McCaffrey thing? I think he has every right to I, do that. 100%. Team you. 100%. I, I mean, I look, I, I mean, Fournette, Fournette did it too. Yeah. I, look, it's, I, I understand the emotional, you got to play for your team argument, right. but if coaches can say screw you to the kids, why can't the kids oh, say screw you? It's not about the money with McCaffrey. No. I mean, he's looking at it as a job. It's about to have a career. If somebody's a, an, an amazing law student and takes the. Now, the, if, what you, the, if you want to put kids in a situation to prosper for their likeness over the time, yeah. Yeah, you, you say, say in your sophomore, junior year, you ace the LSAT, and you're like, screw this senior year of college. I'm going to work for the Yeah, but it's team. It's team. Nah, <laughs> it's team. Nah, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm completely fine with I, it. I, I feel like I, it would hurt my feelings. Look, if if, if Nick Chubb has said I'm not playing the bowl game, right. it, it would yeah, hurt my feelings. Bummer, but it's a but, bummer. Right. But it's a Liberty Bowl, but you respect right? That. Yeah. 
Yeah, but is, yeah. is he getting blowback for this? Oh, he yeah. was. You, turn on. You should turn on ESPN today. Yeah, Danny Cannell was. Yeah, on Yeah, well, like Danny Cannell can. Yeah. He's yeah. that I guy. Mean, it's a general rule: if Danny Cannell's on the side of something, it's good yeah. to be on the opposite side of that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're but right. He, t- he kind of turned it into like a referendum of. I thought these guys were about. Team. Yeah, no. how could you do these this kids to your these days? And it's like, dude, get like, off my lawn. A coach would have ran away in a second, and no one would have blinked. <clears throat> and he got paid for it. So yeah, I yeah. find it. Uh, yeah. To me, it's it's not doesn't bother me at all. All right, sorry, I, I interrupted. Well, did he, did anybody see what happened to Jalen Smith last year for Notre Dame against yeah. o- Ohio State? I mean, I he mean, still got drafted, but he would he have lost. been a first round draft yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah. And he's, yeah. he's now he's with the Cowboys. He was yeah. picked in the second round, but he's sitting there watching. Yeah, and Notre Dame's four and eight this year. Yeah, I just want to say that one more time. Yeah, it never hurts. <laughs> how about and sugar bowl? We how about the del- delicious well, sugar bowl? We, we're skipping over the Georgia game. Yeah, because yeah, we're going to um, talk about the Georgia game obviously. and the uh, the playoff in the next podcast. Yeah. yeah. So since you said, but we can talk Sugar Bowl. We can't. We can't. I mean, since you said Stoops has an issue, is the Joe Mixon thing going to play into this at all? No, Oklahoma's going to beat them by thirty. Have you, by the way, did you see Auburn got Baylor's quarterback? Oh yeah, Jared Stidham. Yeah, yeah, cool. Stidham for next year, who's pretty good. I actually do feel like he is pretty good. That well, I mean, Jim Tressel is going to be coaching there next year. (laughs) That that makes Auburn a whatever our thoughts about Auburn. That makes Auburn a better team next year. A better team to get housed by Georgia and Jordan Hare next year. Amen. Listen, there is better. Listen, I think I like Georgia over Auburn, obviously, but. One of the reasons Illinois, Illinois, I said Illinois. I'm sorry, I did that. One of the reasons that Georgia—that means I'm trans, I'm you know transmogrifying. Um, one of the reasons that Georgia beat Auburn was because they didn't have a lot of talent at quarterback. They will have a talent at quarterback next year. Having said all that, Oklahoma's going to beat Auburn by thirty. Yes, this I game's going to get ugly early. Yeah. Anytime I can pick against Auburn, especially in a Sugar Bowl, they don't belong in. Yeah, Oklahoma was a fringe playoff but team. To be fair, no other SEC team did either. Yes. They should have, uh, what, abstained from sending a representative. Yeah, you think you're not going to do that. There's too much money. Well, but... I know that. I know that. So, all right. Oh, I'm sorry. We're, 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 Twitter pick. We're social mediaing. Yeah. So. All right. So, that is. Uh, those are all the bowl games. Sands, Alabama versus Washington and Georgia versus TCU. Yeah, so, which we will go over on our next podcast. Yes, that you we can will go to. over those insignificant games while discussing in more detail. So yeah, see. so stay tuned. Well, if you want to binge listen, well, if you, say you're listening to this like five days from now, you're listening to even this if five you're listening to this, oh, even if they're listening to this, uh, yeah, what, we go with that. No, I was just you said say it, so I said it. Oh, okay, okay, my, but my, but you could. Joke. Nevertheless, if Sorry. episode seventy five is up, well, then you can just. Finish this one and right. then go right into 75. And we're going to kind of pick up from where we left off. We are going to preview the Georgia TCU Liberty Bowl game, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl game. They didn't pay me to say that, but uh, that's what they call it nowadays. And then we are going to also preview the final four of the college football playoff in Alabama, Washington, and Ohio State, and Clemson. Clemson. Did, I Clemson. did I enunciate that correctly? Clemson. Yes. Clemson. So uh, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and make sure to stop by Tailgate, Georgia, uh, to get your holiday gear in effect. Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs! And thanks so much for listening. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, keep an eye out, or an ear out, for episode 75, which we will release after Christmas. We'll preview the Liberty Bowl matchup of the dogs and the frogs. Don't you love the way that sounds? It works so good. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, at WSLS Podcast. If you listen to our show via iTunes, 
we would appreciate it if you could take a couple of minutes to subscribe to our show, rate, and review this podcast. It helps out more than you know. So that'll do it for our show today. Hope you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and enjoy your time off from work and to spend more time with your family. We'll see you on campus sometime soon. And as always, go dogs.